Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. It's season 2016. This is episode 20. Tony DeBeast DeBolfo. G'day, Tony. How are you, Tony? I'm good. A little bit breathless. I rode the pushy in this morning. <laughs> uh, myself, Tony Moclair. We've had the buy. How's the buy been at the DeBolfo house? <laughs> well, I have been on a push bike, Tony, although uh, I felt like I've probably done 12 rounds with Iron Mike. But um, now, Well, we'll do you want to expand on oh, that? You, you, had a, you had a run-in with the surgeon's <laughs> knife. I had, look, I had a run-in with the surgeon's knife, uh, you know, reliably informed that I actually had a, a hernia that warranted removal. Um, to undergo the knife and be told um, in my stupor an hour after the event that there wasn't a tumour there in the first instance. So uh, I'm none the wiser, but a little bit more sore. Well, you said it was done by an old class la- classmate of mine at a certain prestigious Jesuit school. Name names, no pectoral Tony. I'm, not gonna, I... I'm certainly not going to name names, but, uh, geez, it brings back a few memories of that bloke, and uh, he was the shakedown expert. <laughs> I think he got you good and proper, Tony. <laughs> so uh, I've been laying low, Tony. It's probably just as well we had a buy this weekend. I've had an opportunity, like the players, to yep. replenish, recover, and, and push on to the, uh, to the next round. Okay, that's... Um, well, it, look, we're coming up against the Giants. Their form has been pretty good, although it wasn't exactly a convincing win against Essendon. No, it was not. And um, I think what we learned from that particular contest was how um, dominant GWS can be at Spotless Stadium. You know, mm-hmm. Sp- Spotless Stadium, very much the GWS fortress. And I think away from home, I don't know whether you could say it was complacency. I, I, I find it hard to imagine that GWS at this stage of its Infancy would be mm. complacent about anything. But you're right, you're right. They were somewhat caught out, I guess, by Essendon, a committed Essendon that really came to play. Uh, in fairness, had GWS kicked straight early, mm. uh, the complexion of that game might have been uh, a lot different. But uh, ultimately, the team did what it had to do and, and ended up fairly comfortable winners. So I think... Um, you know, Leon Cameron would have uh, steeled his men into um, action coming into the Carlton game this week because it was probably, yeah, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a pass their performance. You mm. know, it wasn't, it had its moments, but there were, were a lot of down moments in the game. So I suspect um, Carlton will be confronting a fairly uh, fired up opposition on its own dunghill this week. You don't think they'll be complacent two weeks in a row? <laughs> Look, it would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, but it's going to be an interesting game, um, given that we're probably going to have a few former GWS players heading back uh, into the uh, into the den, so to speak. Um, I guess Andrew Phillips would be knocking on the door as a mm-hmm. as a possible inclusion. Yeah. Plus, you've got you know Lamb and Sumner that are that have also been playing pretty good football. So. A great opportunity for for these players to um, uh, you know show their metal back where it all began. But they're not going with any uh, rancor, I don't think. I mean, they they left the club because they were finding it hard to break into the seniors. Well, it's, that's it's, true, isn't it? I, I think from GWS's perspective, it was sheer weight of numbers. Yeah. And how uh, canny it was of um, Stephen Silvani to identify those players that he felt were worthy of um, you know pursuing their careers at, an, at another club and having those aforementioned players been great for Carlton this year. Well, if Sauce wants to pick up a couple more while he's <laughs> up there, please go right ahead. Yes. It's going to be a red-letter game for the Blues. Um, now, we looked at how the team lifted against Geelong for Simo's landmark game. How about this? Bryce Gibbs plays his 200th game this weekend. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, you know, it only seems like yesterday that, you know, fresh-faced 
kid from Glenelg had walked into the place and, um, you know, thrown Stephen Kernan's famous number four, Guernsey. And, um, you know, from day one, when you think about Bryce Gibbs and, and Murph and Cruiser, you know, the level of expectation that comes with being the number one draftee. And yet, you know, the three of them all seem to have taken the mantle in their stride and the responsibilities with it. And Bryce Gibbs, I think when you look at, you know, the, the 199 games so far, what you have to say is um, the, the, his has been a career mark for its durability. Mm. You know, I mean, he hasn't missed a lot of football. He yeah. had, a, you know, inj- injury interruptions last year, admittedly. But for the most part, he's been there um, front and centre from day one. And, um, you know, it's fair to say that I suppose like the team, uh, Bryce's career has had its, you know, highs and lows, its peaks and troughs. But like many of the players that are playing for Carlton at the minute, he's probably in career best form. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's amazing to think that 200 games in, um, the best is still yet to come yeah. for Bryce. And Danielle, the producer, has just alerted me to the fact that of that 200 or 199 games so far, he's played... Uh, 177 out of a possible 182. Wow! Um, going into that through that 199 game period, so um, it's a pretty remarkable uh, performance and a testament, as I said, to the durability of the man. Yeah. Well, um, being a club historian, can you give us a breakdown of that 100 uh, 199 games? <laughs> what percentage have been played with the bun? <laughs> Could you... a, too many for my liking, many, Tony, yes, I'd thank say. You, thank uh, you. Way too many. Yeah. However, look, if the bun works, you know, I, I was never one to criticise the flying doormat for how he looked. He could, well, that's true. You know, he could look however he wanted to look the way he played. But um, Bryce, um, I think, has probably brought um, a greater, what, what would I say, a purpose or a or an increased well, aggression to, yeah. the, to the contest yep. this year that we haven't probably seen in his career so far. And I, I would say that with a player like Gibbs, that sort of trait would go against the natural grain. You know, yeah. I think by and large, Bryce would be a, you know, he's a, he's a likeable person, a mild-mannered fellow, um, decent, decent sort of person. And yet, you know, we, we, the expectations on him now are to... To um, play with a you know a steely edge and aggression and a and a and a harsh edge to him that probably isn't natural to him, and yet to his credit he's really delivered that in spades. And um, I think what we're seeing in Bryce Gibbs uh, of the 2016 model is a uh, a more rounded uh, you know hard edge competitor, and, yeah. and I think that's to Carlton's great gain that 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 he's playing this way. But it wouldn't be easy for him either. Well, it's still a delight, can I tell you, from the stands to see Gibber tackle and tackle ferociously. Yes. That's that's a sign, you know, he's fully committed to the game plan, to the Brendan Bolton way of doing things. Yes, yes. And, you know, applying pressure. And it's what you also get from Gibber is those utterly sublime skills oh, that made yeah. him number one. Look, so very, very true. And good players make it look effortless, you know, yeah. and you, you see things that a player like Bryce Gibbs does. And, I mean, if you go back further, I think of Greg Williams similarly. Yeah. Um, they do it, you know, just with this great instinct. And um, few players can replicate that. The, the, yeah. These are things that can't be coached or, or taught. When you spoke earlier about the sublime skills of Gibbs, I immediately thought of that moment in the game against Port Adelaide. Yes. That deft yeah. little kick, yes. I think, over the top to Mark yeah, to, Murphy yeah, to, Murph, yeah. to set up that last goal to Cruiser. And, and that, you know, the, the players most like that, it was glorious, wasn't kick. it? It was a glorious moment in the game. Yeah. 
And uh, uh, so that, that's what a player of Gibbs' is worth is capable of. And I think we've been very, very fortunate uh, to have players of the calibre of Bryce and Murphy and Cruiser, um, who, who I would say, you know, uh, are still yet to, you know, hit the the apex of their playing careers. Mm. They're probably getting into that realm now. Um, uh, the best is yet to come as far as I'm concerned. And the signs so far are, are very encouraging that, Bryce is playing, continuing to play career-best football. Well, we say congratulations to Bryce Gibbs on the 200th game and on the receipt of your Bunlow Medal Award. <laughs> Here we go. That's the worst word player You've ever. got a greater fixation with the Bun than Bryce, oh, well, Tony. It's a, it's a unique hairstyle, what can you say? Almost outdoing Tommy Alvin, who was, well, uh, yes. who was at the Hall of Fame the other day. And if you're interested, Tommy still rocks the long locks. <laughs> the t- flicks of grey through them these days. But, but, but it doesn't but, seem no, to affect him, but they're no. still there and still... Uh, what a player he was too, a glorious man, he certainly was. Yes. Now, speaking of... Um, well, I was going to try to clumsily segue from long flowing <laughs> hair to the National Women's League. <laughs> Uh, the, the national women's team was announced uh, last Wednesday, Tone, and uh, Carlton was lucky enough to secure a slot and will be fielding a team next year along with Adelaide, the Bulldogs, Collingwood, Melbourne, GWS, Brisbane and Frio. Well, it was a remarkable week for the club, um, a real red-letter day, you know, uh, for, for Carlton. And um, I know it's been the upshot of a lot of work that's been done behind the scenes by a lot of pe- people, you know... I, You'd have to commend the the president, the CEO, and the chief finance financial officer for the work that they've done in bringing all this together mm. at such short notice. Yeah. But, but what a um, what a what a great moment for the game uh, and for women in football, particularly mm. that now can see that there is a career path, mm. you know, at, at the highest level uh, f- for for those who would like to pursue a, a career in the game. Um, uh, I spoke last week to Vivian Kerr, the number one female ticket holder, and she was interesting. She said it wasn't necessarily a long time coming, but she said it was the right time. The timing was right. Mm. I think I think um, the mood is right. You know, um, uh, the the governing body of the game, the AFL, um, has embraced the concept of w- women's football, and and uh, I mean, with any of these sorts of things, you can't do it. Unless you have the support of City Hall, yeah. So the AFL has put its considerable weight behind the the concept of women's football, and are going to um, really, you know, promote the cause of the game in that fledgling year of two thousand and seventeen and beyond. And and uh, you know, it's just a magnificent thing for Carlton uh, also that Carlton can be a player um, in this competition. The sky's the limit. We don't know where this where this where women are going to take the game. Uh, how big it can get. Um, but there's a real excitement, I think, because what this has done has brought an added dimension to the game itself, mm. and I, I think that's got to be a good thing. It's hard to think of, an, of, of uh, a box not being ticked yeah. when you look at, uh, at what this means. Well, I think you can say, Tone, uh, with a fair degree of certainty, that that will be a fascinating journey to yes, watch. Now, very true. Speaking of journeys, <laughs> nice. Tone, <laughs> it's what I'm paid for. <laughs> uh, the journey, which uh, we of course have seen here at uh, the Two Tones, magnificent documentary on well, the, the first couple of months of, of Brendan Bolton's tenure yes. at the club and the the. 
uh, culture shift that he's brought with him. Yes. It's, look, it's magnificent not to be missed viewing, isn't it? You yeah. know, that we've, we've seen it and a lot of viewers have seen uh, that first episode. And I might say, Tony, that uh, when I came to Carlton back in 2007, Richard Pratt had become president and there was a great euphoria at the time of his appointment. And at the time, the ABC had actually approached him asking if he would be prepared to be part of a, a five-week doco um, revolving around the club under his realm, those first five games oh, of the wow. 2007 season. Yeah. He agreed to it, and it was going to... Sorry, 2008 it was, and it was going to take in Judd, um, the whole, yep. you know, the whole um, kit and caboodle. Uh, the cameraman was unfortunately um, unavailable. He was taken away on assignment to do some Hawaiian surfing um, uh, classic and it never materialised, uh, which was a shame. So when you look now at what has happened under Brendan Bolton's watch, that, those first few weeks of his tenure as coach, it's invaluable material uh, that only gains value with time. You know, we've, we've seen, I think it was 50 years recently that Ron Barassi came to Carlton and there's a few flickering black and white images that are still left to tell the story of that monumental moment in, in football, yeah. whereas now we've got everything basically, uh, you know, in the can. Um, Darcy Mueller's done a great job here, the cameraman in, in I guess, chronicling all those behind-the-scenes moments that have happened since uh, Brendan Bolton assumed control last year. And um, he's been, you know, working away uh, in recent months to, um, you know, f- put together material for a, a much-anticipated sequel. And uh, I haven't seen any of the footage yet, but I dare say it's going to be um, riveting riveting viewing, that's for sure. Well, if it's, if it's anything like uh, episode one, it's it's just going to be as you say, riveting viewing tone. The second instalment will air on Fox Footy and then be uploaded to the Carlton website. That's carltonfc.com.au. There's a great moment, my favourite moment, where uh, Bolts leaves the players up all night and uh, they've got a... Basically, they're accountable for each other and they get back in the bus and there was one player who basically stayed up all night and we know who that is, don't we? Can we say it together, Tone? Yeah, yeah and you know, and like, there is a classic example of character being mm. destiny. He's mm. just—he's mm. already he's come to the club. He's committed. He's—he's he's just an old head on young shoulders. He's just—he's exactly the sort of recruit you want. He's yes. already showing his leadership abilities even at that stage. Yes, yes, and to think, Tony, that that film is there for time immemorial now. And uh, what we're going to see, you know, uh, is the is the journey, as it's so uh, aptly named, of these pl- players under Brendan Bolton's watch. Well, uh, Danielle has just po- uh, passed me a bit of information. There's there's no Freudian slip in this. Can I just say, Tone, the journey premieres <laughs> on Tuesday night. The second instalment will air on Fox Footy and then be uploaded to the Carlton website. Lovely. Uh, CarltonFC.com.au. Part I'll be one riveted to May. the screen, Tone. You will be. Uh, part one aired in May this year. It was a huge success. Uh, so get on to uh, Fox Footy or just wait for the Carlton website. And it really is fascinating, no-holes-barred access. Mm. Um, you see some uh, really revealing stuff. You do. Uh, you too. Now, the, um, the gala ball on Friday night was a very big success. More than 1,000 people in attendance at Crown Palladium. Did you get along, Tony? I didn't get along. I was still um, oh, licking you were, my you wounds. Were, yes. 
you were, you were you, you well, figuratively halfway, speaking, you halfway were, through your you gender reassignment, and then you thought the better of it. Good on your tone. Um, so it's still Tony with a Y, if you're interested. Now, um, the VFL. Uh, we'll just give a bit of a, an update on that tone. The Northern Blues will return to you TV screens when they host Sandringham at Icon Park this weekend. And not before time either. I've been waiting all year for uh, the Northern Blues to get a Guernsey on the uh, idiot box tone. And, I uh, love finally watching. It's great it is great, isn't it? It's, it's great awesome. grassroots uh, football at its best. Better still. Uh, what's the last VFL game you went to, Tone? Oh, gee, was that, I saw the Northern Blues at uh, the old uh, yes, Preston City Oval yeah. uh, last yeah, I haven't been this year, but I saw them go around last year, and I think they got rolled, uh, if memory serves, in pretty wet, wintry conditions. Yeah. Um, wasn't pleasant tone. I probably should have stayed with my scuffs and my cravat and my <laughs> smoke jacket in front of the <laughs> yeah, fire. But exactly. However, however... Your wife it was, brought you a kipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> however, it was lovely to, you know, to... Be be part of it again to smell the liniment and um, and I think what's terrific is that you know we get to see the future of Carlton on show you know there's um, a lot of young fellas going around of course we know Jack Silvani's um, you know uh, plying his craft for the Northern Blues at the moment and uh, without knowing the ins and outs of you know the teams this week um, you know we might have players like Charlie Kurnow and Harry yep. Mackay ready to go or yeah. re- re- you know resuming or must be close to playing again so. Um, there's much interest, I think, to be um, gleaned from from what happens when the Northern Blues run out the weekend. It's a, it, it, look, it's great to watch it on TV. It's great to go. I remember going to one once um, with two of my brothers. This is yes. about three, four years ago. Jared Waite was playing. It was yes. down Port Melbourne, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. David Teague was coaching. Um, and you can stand just outside the huddle yeah. at quarter time. Yep. That's fantastic. Fantastic to get to, isn't it? It is. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and there's an old peppercorn tree, or there was for many yeah. years at City Oval. Um, uh, I, actually, I, if memory serves, I'll I, I tell you what I, who I saw. I saw um, Gary Ayres' mob play the Northern Blues down there, the Port Melbourne, you know, the feeder team, and some very, very ugly men <laughs> gathering under that peppercorn <laughs> on that Sunday <laughs> afternoon I ventured down there. So, yeah. well, as I said after- earlier, I probably should have stayed at home, actually. But, well, uh, look, here it, we are. It's, look, it's a great afternoon out. It's, um, it's highly affordable, and they trust you with full-strength beer. Yeah, Who well, would have thought that? All power to the them. football, they're great. So, for the first time in 2016, a Blues game will feature live on Channel 7's VFL coverage. Jason Bennett, He's call a good man. great He's carp- a Man. Supporter, great love man. Jason. He's a great man. Uh, Campbell Brown, Nigel Carmody, and Abby Holmes will be broadcasting live from two PM on Saturday. So after three straight wins, Northern uh, face a big test against Sandringham, who sit third uh, third place on the VFL. Yeah, ladder. well, Josh Fraser's got them going, so uh, let's hope the boys can um, maintain their form and continue to put pressure on the senior team for um, players coming through, because we want to see as many players as possible get a, an opportunity to represent this great club at senior level, Tony. We sure do, and we look forward to the GWS Carlton game which is on Saturday, 25th of June at Spotless Stadium at 4.35pm. Check local guides uh, for the best venue to watch it at, which could indeed be your home if you've got Foxtel. I don't Absolutely. know. We don't. Uh, across <laughs> to the pub for me. Or you, or you can come around to my place and I'll, uh, I'll wait on. Feed up, Tone. Feed up. Make sure the beer is properly chilled. Uh, this has been The Two Tones, episode 20, Tony Moclair and Tony DeVolfo signing off and saying, Go Blues.